The Mac takes center stage on this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast. We have a new 15-inch MacBook Air, a new Mac Studio, the unveiling of macOS Sonoma, and more. Stick around and find out the latest. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple revealed the next version of macOS at WWDC last week, and we're going to talk about what was revealed. But first, we have a couple of new Macs, and we posted reviews on Monday. So we're going to talk about our findings with the 15-inch MacBook Air and the Mac Studio. The MacBook Air is Apple's most popular Mac, so we're going to talk about that first. Jason wrote a review. Uh, we encourage you to read it. There's a link in the show notes, and you can find it on Macworld.com. We assume it's Apple's most popular Mac. We don't actually know that, but... In fact, I think they say it's it's the most popular laptop. That's probably true, too, yeah. Like, you know, every time Apple does one of those statistics, it's like, okay, but there's like 30 different Dells you can buy that are very similar, and there's one MacBook Air. All, all those 499, 599 Dells and Lenovo's and whatever are probably the most popular laptops combined. But there are spread around a bunch of brands, right? And even within the same brand, it's like the like, like the iPhone, like the iPhone 14 for, or 14 Pro is the best one or, or the best selling one. But there's like 50 Samsung phones that if they all converge into one would probably beat it. Yeah. So the 15 inch MacBook Air, it is the, in a way, the easiest review I ever wrote because it is just the same as the 13 inch MacBook Air from last summer. Last summer, they introduced the M2 with the new 13-inch Air, and it was a big design change for the Air. It was like the flat – instead of the tapered sides, it was like all flat, and it had the notch. Um, and uh, the screen was a little bigger. went from 13.3 to 13.6 inches and stuff. But, you know, it brought MagSafe. It has two Thunderbolt and USB 4 ports and stuff. This is just stretch it up to 15 inches, and that's it. It's, it's the same, same, same M2. I, I was surprised when I read your review because I hadn't looked in the tech specs, but it doesn't even have Wi-Fi 6E. It's the same Wi-Fi. Same wireless two. module. All the do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's literally um, last year's, I guess, motherboard with a new screen. Uh, yeah. They also the, – what's different is the trackpad's bigger which makes sense. It feels right with the 15-inch screen. You move your finger further. It's, it feels feels the same. Uh, the battery's bigger, but it's that pretty much just offsets the screen. Like we got a little bit longer battery life in our, our video rundown test, which is kind of like not a very bright thing. And normal daily usage at normal brightness, it pretty much compensates for the bigger display and that's it. So you get like the same battery life, which was great. Um, the screen is not, It's besides being bigger, it's not different in any way. Uh, and it's got a six-speaker um, sound system instead of a four-speaker system. The 13-inch uh, had two force-canceling woofers and two tweeters. This has four woofers and two tweeters. It does sound a little better. You're still missing all that low end from stuff. You, if you, if you want to have a sound system for your office or dorm room or something, you're much better off with like an AirPod mini, but it it's sounds good for a lap, a thin laptop like that. It's the same. It's the same thing. Just 15 inches. It is nice that they are charging 
what is it, eleven ninety nine? No, twelve ninety nine, right? Twelve ninety nine. Yeah, they cut the price of the thirteen mo- thirteen inch model by a hundred bucks. Right. So it's ten ninety nine, and this one's twelve ninety nine. And you think, well, that's a two hundred dollar difference for fifteen for the extra size. That's reasonable, but it's actually a hundred dollar difference because the thirteen inch model starts with the version of the M2 that has an eight core GPU, not the ten core GPU. The to get the ten core GPU is an extra hundred dollars. The Low, the entry level 15 inch model has the 10 core GPU. There is no eight core GPU version. So you're getting that hundred dollar upgrade as part of the thing. So it's really a hundred dollar price difference. Totally reasonable. And based on like last month's pricing, it's the same. It was, you know, the 13.6 inch model was 1199, 1299. It was 1199 and then plus a hundred dollars right. to get plus the better. So it's the same price. That's that's it's that was the most surprising part of the fifteen inch air. Is that <laughs> they dropped the price on something? Yeah, I thought for sure it would be fifteen hundred bucks, which it wouldn't be a terrible price at that. Yeah, but at twelve ninety nine, it would it's be awesome. okay. Um, it, you you really should get the storage upgrade. We didn't test the two fifty six gig version, but in the other M two stuff, the mini and the and the MacBook Air. Base and the regular M2, not the Pro or whatever, the 256 gig storage option version has half the storage performance. It's like one storage controller uh, channel instead of two. That's probably true here. I imagine, I can't imagine that's different this time around. Plus, 256 is just not a lot of space. It has the same problems that all the app, the Mac laptop stuff has, which is it is still pricey. It doesn't have any ProMotion or HDR and RAM upgrades and storage upgrades. You have to get them at time of purchase because they're not upgradable and Apple charges too much. It's, they're just kind of outrageous prices for those things. That's still true. But it's nice that if you want a big Mac laptop, you don't have to get starting at $24.99 16 <laughs> inch MacBook Pro. So it's a really good option for people who want a big laptop. I mean, you can the fifteen hundred dollar version or sixteen hundred dollar version, which is five twelve gigs and sixteen gigs of of RAM. It's just good. It'll last you a while. But the M two is a year old. I'm waiting. For, where's my M three? Like, I kind of feel like that. I kind of kind of feel like this is gonna quickly get upgraded to the M three. I th- I think it'll be a it'll be a better. You, you think it'll be less than a year? I think the I think there'll be a spring event when the M3 is introduced and it'll land in the MacBook Air both sizes, right? So it'll be less than a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've done they've done things like that before where they introduce. I remember the I think it was the third gen iPad, and then like six months later they released Lightning, and everyone was like, "Well, what the hell? I just bought this thing." You know, it, it's it's not uncommon for Apple to do that, but um, my guess is it'll probably, like, like you said, probably 2024, but, um, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it's like winter, December, November, they come out with an M3 model. Maybe. Yeah. They, that would be a year and a half after the M2 was introduced. So it, it's not crazy, but I think whenever they introduce the M3, it'll show up in the MacBook Air 13 and 15 together. And that means like a short life for the 15 because it's kind of coming a year after the 13. 
Anyway, if you like the if you like the MacBook Air and you're like, why don't why can't I get a big one? Well, now you can. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so the 14 inch Pro starts at two thousand, and now there's like a real decision to be made. Like, do I need the M2 Pro? Do I do I want promotion and, and HDR? Like, you know, the, it's a the 14 inch Pro. It's worth two thousand dollars, and it's a great laptop. But yeah. you got to, you know, it's eight hundred dollars now more than. You get some more ports and you get like an SD card slot. Yeah. And the There's the display is stuff. a big difference. There's definitely more stuff there, but um, besides just the, the processor being more powerful. It's a bigger battery in the in the pros as well. So if you're, you're it's going to last longer. Yeah, it is. There's definitely more stuff. You know, you're giving up what? Uh, I guess it's a full, it's a full inch, which, you know, make a difference. Yeah. Uh, oh, for the sure. The difference in, between the 15 and the 16 is, you know, like that's like twice as much so <laughs> anyone considering the 15 inch air like the 16 inch pro is out of the like out of the question in my mind do you guys miss the taper design i don't i thought i would when i first got the original new m2 macbook air last summer but no not at all in fact i i find it a lot more comfortable I found that like sometimes when I was sitting in bed with my knees up, like having the thing, it would dig in or little or something. Cause once it's open, that edge is even sharper, like, and everything. And it just, it just feels like it's a more smooth all around the sides and the, the curve from the bottom to the sides. Everything just feels like it's less edgy and more comfortable. So I don't really miss it. Yeah, I agree. I, I always felt the, the tapered design was just like a marketing trick so they can say how thin it was, like at the edge. Um, I I like – I mean, I, I don't have it. I have the PowerBook. The PowerBook, my God, look at me. I have the MacBook Pro, uh, which is this very similar, you know, similar design. It's a little bit thinner in the air. Um, I, I like it. If you want the tapered design, you can still get the M1, which I really think they should have cut the price of. Now that the M2 is $1099, that – the M1 model really seems a little too expensive at 9.99. It just feels like it shouldn't exist anyway. That's why are they true. still selling this? <laughs> yeah, that's God. that's another good question. Yeah. It has it's it's got the big bezels and everything, and uh, just yeah. If it was like two hundred fifty dollars or three hundred dollars less than the M2, I, I understand. But for a hundred dollars, there's no reason. Maybe the get, point no is that when the M3 comes out, that M2 model can. B990 because they need a 999 laptop. I think. I think they feel like they need something that's quote under a thousand dollars. So maybe the M2 can stay on sale at 999, and it'll be the new design at that point, and they can get rid of that old design. Do you think there's possible that the M3 would have a higher price? Yeah, of course it's possible. Apple likes to charge more money. <laughs> <laughs> it's always possible. Yeah, it depends on what else it brings. I, I don't think they would charge more just because it has an M3. But if they add like the extra Thunderbolt ports on the other side now, or maybe throw HDR in the display. I don't think like they're going to change anything. I think it's a motherboard swap, basically. I think yeah. they're- Well, I would think so the too. The system is going to be the same. Like it would be weird to cut the price and then go back to the original price. <laughs> but it is Apple. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I th- feel like it can be that the M3s are going to be this the same price as the M2s are now, and maybe the M2s stay available at a lower price. It's also possible that the price goes up, and the only difference is there's no 256 gig version. They start at 512, or they start with 16 gigs of RAM, or something like that. You know, 
they can they can finagle it that way. They can give you without changing the display or the speakers or the you know any of the uh, any of the chassis and and parts. <laughs> Just changing the motherboard, they can still find a way to make the entry level a little more expensive. If the if the next MacBook Air is the same exact machine with an M3 processor. And now it costs it's uh you know eleven ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine. It would just be like, well, why? Like, what are we paying for here? It's st- it's still your chip. You're still making it with the Mac releases at WWDC and the price cut. It- it's pretty clear that Apple is feeling the like that crunch that we keep reading about with Mac sales. Like they're definitely on the decline. It's not just like, well, we sold a whole bunch last year and now we're just not. Like, there's definitely a, a decline. In sales, whether, you know, there's a million reasons why that could be the case. And I think they're really trying to kind of stem that tide. And, you know, it's a, I'm not in the market for a laptop, but if I was, that 15 inch air is super compelling at that price point. Yeah, I think they're certainly hoping that that laptop's going to boost their sales a little bit. Yeah, and I think it will. It's, it's like the perfect timing, you know, a little bit before back to school, so it'll be on the market for a little bit. Amazon will probably have a hundred dollars off here and there very quickly, and um, you know, if I if if my son was old enough for college, I mean, that's probably what I'd get him because it's for one, it's it's a it's a Mac versus Windows, and there's all that whole thing. But it's you know, it's competitively priced against most of those sized performance machines from from uh, uh, PCs. I'd still choose the thirteen if I had my pick. I just don't like. Laptops. You want the smaller size, yeah. Yeah, I I like a big display, but it comes in a laptop that comes with a big everything else too. So, and it's just not comfortable for me. I love me the sixteen inch MacBook. Yeah, I know you're you're a fan. Roman Roman wants wants an eighteen inch MacBook Pro. I want the eighteen. I you know I was a proponent of the seventeen inch MacBook uh, Pro. I should measure. I have mine somewhere in like the basement that doesn't work anymore. But if if that got skinny bezels with the same enclosure, like would that be like a nineteen inch screen now? Because <laughs> that was a while ago. Right. So those yeah. bezels were were pretty monstrous. Yes, those were pretty big. <laughs> but that was such a big laptop. I I had one too, and that was just a, like a so heavy, so big. <laughs> it didn't even fit in a lot of backpacks. No. So. They had like right, like you had to buy like the thirteen fifteen inch backpack and or the seventeen inch back, which of course was twenty dollars more. <laughs> uh, Apple also released a Mac Studio, and I reviewed the Mac Studio. Uh, we have that review on MacWorld.com, and we'll have a link to the show notes. Uh, the Mac Studio got a processor upgrade to the M2 Pro and M2 Ultra, and. And it also got, yeah, or uh, the M2 app. Yeah, I always get them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. M2 Max and M2 Ultra. That's the new processor. The, 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 the Mini has M1s. the M2 Pro. The, uh, the Studio has the M2 Max. That, and there were some new uh, display support implementations. And other than that, it didn't change. I mean, it just came out last year, so they're not going to change much to it other than the processor and it got the uh, incremental speed boost that we were kind of expecting. Apple said up to 25% CPU. I didn't get up this 25% on some tests. Other tests I did. If, if you if you hit it once, it's true. 
<laughs> yes, yes. It's up to. You only have to hit it once. You only have to hit it once. <laughs> the display output stuff that the MacBooks got when they got the M2 generation stuff, the, the HDMI 2.1, so you can plug in an 8K screen. That might be something, or or up to 4K 120 hertz and stuff. That's something that people who buy a Mac Studio might care about. That interesting. They call it enhanced HDMI. They don't call it HDMI 2.1. That's because yeah, no one has any idea what that means. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's <laughs> right. just their Apple's marketing. They're, they're, they're really good at that stuff. You know, you see H2.1, like it doesn't register. You see enhanced, like, ooh, that's that's better. I want that. Yeah. Other than that, you know, we did not get to look at the M2 Ultra Mac Studio, which is unfortunate because, you know, that's the top of the line chip. It would have been cool to play around with that. But other than that, it's still a good machine. There's not a whole lot I could say other than what I said last year. It's still a good machine. It's still a machine, ideally, for pros, for people who are doing a lot of uh, software that requires a lot of CPU processing. So there's an interesting uh, comparison that I tried to make with, with the Mac Mini that Mike mentioned and Jason actually reviewed. Because the uh, M2 Pro Mac Mini has the same number of CPU cores. So if you're using software that's CPU intensive, you might be able to get away with just a Mac, M2 Pro Mac Mini. Yeah, the difference between the Pro and the Max is just GPU. Right, it's just GPU. Uh, although, if you spec out the Mac, M2 Pro Mac Mini with more RAM and a bigger SSD, you start to hit the $1,900 price range, which is the entry-level price of the M2 uh, Max. Yeah, I'm studio. pretty sure you get more. Like, I'm pretty sure... You do. You do get more. You get... Because you get more GPU on the uh, Mac Studio. You- uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, uh, Jason wrote about this literal thing in January, saying, like, well, Apple can't possibly do this because it makes no sense, and then Apple went and did it. Like, if you, if you do a dollar-for-dollar thing, you're paying more for the Mac Mini. Than you would for the Mac Studio. So, um, uh, currently, a Mac Mini with the full GPU, which is a 19 core GPU for them, and the boost to 32 gigs is 19.99. And the entry level 19.99 Mac Studio has a 30 core GPU, cut starts with 32 gigs, and they both have 512 gigs of storage. So you basically get like 50 percent more GPU cores. <laughs> At that same $2,000 price. And pricing for upgrading the RAM and the storage and stuff is the same between all of them. So, yeah, once you hit that $2,000 point of upgrading, just get a Mac Studio. Because, you, like you said, you also get you get more ports. You get ports on the front. You get the SD card slot. You get, you know. Yeah, it's almost like Apple, like, forgot that they did like it's just weird. like you would have thought so they cut the price of the air like maybe cut the price of that upgrade i don't know how they would do it but it should be 1899 like you should have to pay a little bit more to get the studio to get more more stuff it feels like an oversight or yeah, a little bit at wwdc apple unveiled mac os sonoma and unveiled some of its features what do you guys think of the name? Why don't we get that out of the way? What do you think of Sonoma as a name? I mean, it's... it's I love it. Someone on the East Coast. I love Sonoma. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I got married in Sonoma. It's lovely. 
for people who don't know, Sonoma is in Northern California. It's a lovely, it's wine country. They call it wine country. It's a lovely, lovely area. It's like next door to Napa. It's which everyone knows of from their wine, and it's got it's a little more like Napa is more just just wine country and and vineyards and you know wine tour buses and stuff like that. Sonoma's got a little more town to it, uh, and it's it's a, a twee little cute t- tourist town with a, a neat little square in the middle park where you walk around all these cute little shops that cater toward tourists and stuff and sell overpriced handmade things and stuff. It's, it's nice. I would go crazy living there. (laughs) Yes. 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 I'll never grow tired of uh, Craig Federici seamlessly, like just, making fun of the na- the fact that there's a new name and they had to figure it out. Like every year it's, you know, our crack team of, of experts traverse California to find the perfect name for the, um, I, yeah, I, I like Sonoma. I'm on the East coast. So like, it's a place I've heard of. <laughs> so, um, is it near Ventura? Is it, is, uh, no, or, or Ventura they, Beach so is they're unrelated. SoCal. Sonoma is near us, near me up here by Sacramento. It's just North of San Francisco. And it's it kind of it's a nice mellifluous kind of cadence to it more so like my my least favorite still is is El Capitan because that just like your mouth makes weird noises when you say that <laughs> Sonoma's nice. So does the name sound fitting for what we're getting? I I don't I don't know because it's really yeah, I don't know it's not much of an upgrade like half the things in there are what is it uh, the Safari things like <laughs> like all the improvements are safari L- literally the first when you scroll on their website the first thing it says is screensavers like okay <laughs> well, like that was a 1997 thing apple like why are we why are we advertising screensavers i mean it's the it's basically the aerials from yeah they're nice tv but okay but that should be yeah. the eighth thing not the first thing exactly um so or that should be the what else is included there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean uh, it's it they're they're cool, they're nice and yeah. They broke the out TV a lot of it, Safari it features. Marches. There's messages. Messages is getting like a lot of stuff they talk about as Safari features are just things that are coming to all the platforms, like all the stickers and stuff. All the PDF editing and stuff that's on all the platforms, you know. Um all the uh, new the new autocorrect all that stuff. There's basically two things that feel like they're really Sonoma things. And that's like game. There's the video conferencing thing. That's kind of neat. It, that, that just kind of works with any video app that uses the Apple framework. So it's zoom and everything else. And it'll just put, cut you out and put you over your screen share. You know, there's some apps that do that, but they're just giving like an OS wide way to do it. That's fine. Game mode, which is, not as people are making a really big deal at <laughs> a game mode, but it's basically just app priority for games and double the Bluetooth polling rate. It's nice, but that's not, that's not the fix uh, they need. I think widgets, the widgets thing is, is exciting to me, actually. The iPhone widgets on the desktop, that thing. Yeah. Well, all any widgets on the desktop, but yes, 
but including your iPhone widgets that you don't need to install the app or anything. It's just like showing you your iPhone widget and you can put them on the desktop or still in notification center and you can drag them out in and out. Um, and, and they're, they're adding the interactivity that's on all the platforms and stuff too. So you can actually use them, not just like click on to open an app, right? That all of a sudden makes a lot of widgets I would never have used useful, right? I never was going to use my reminders widget because seeing it, but then tapping to go into the app is no different than me just launching the app. There, there's no information there that if I can't check them off, I need to see. But if I, if I can check them off, now it's great. I don't need to go in the app. <laughs> so, and, and just a million things like that. So, yeah, just I, I, first thing I did with sort of the betas, uh, and this is early, you know, still, and all the apps, third party apps can't publish new widgets yet, right? Is I, I made a, a new virtual desktop that's just full of widgets. It's like having dashboard back, except it's better. Are, are you guys excited about? The new web apps? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that—that's like the screensaver thing. It's like, well, well like, what year are we in? Right. <laughs> I think Jason's exasperated. No, <laughs> that—that's a whole. That—that's a whole section of the website. Like, like, all right, like, what are we doing here, Apple? <laughs> iPads and iPhones already let you save as save a page as a website. They're just bringing that to the Mac. Letting you put it in, Which in the it's dock. arguably way more useful on the iPhone and the and the iPad. It's on the Mac, it's like well, I just open up a website. <laughs> yeah, <Fine>. I'd prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you just kind of have to use Safari. And one of the things I like about the Mac is I don't have to use Safari because I just don't. There, there's two things they haven't. I don't want to say fixed with Safari because I don't think they're bugs. I think it's the way it works, but. Um, that prevent me from using Safari on my Mac. And that's the, I like to keep my bookmarks bar open all the time and use it and you can't resize it. And it's very small text. That's very hard to read and you can't ever make it bigger. <laughs> you can't change. There's no setting to change that anywhere. So a core fundamental way I use web browsers on a desktop is use, hard to use in Safari for me. And then they're very aggressive about like pausing old tabs so that when I, I go back to a tab I've been in, it reloads the page all the time. And that's just very frustrating. Like just keep it – I understand like kind of – everyone's now trying to make old tabs use less power, but they don't – you don't need to reload the page when I hop back to an old tab. Like nobody else is reloading the page. I don't know what you're doing. So I, uh, they can add all they want to Safari, but until they fix those two things, I'm I'm probably not going to use it because that's just like basic web browser stuff to me. That if they can't get that right, it doesn't matter how fancy other things are. Yeah, I I stopped using Safari just because it it just felt like it just felt like it was constantly churning and churning and churning for no reason. Just the performance. So I I should go back and try it again. Maybe it's. Maybe it's better. It's very uh, fast and very smooth, but I can't stand going to a page, going to a tab that I haven't that I haven't visited for a few hours, and it reloads the 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 whole page, no matter what it is. It's like I I'll tell you when I want to reload. 
our our entire macOS Sonoma preview has turned into complaining about Safari blading. <laughs> uh, they they Sherlocked Adobe Acrobat twenty five years late. <laughs> well, that was another part of that keynote. I was kind of like, are we actually talking a huge section about PDFs? Why are we I mean, talking? It, about it's <laughs> it's it's fine. I'll use it like once every year. You're like, oh, that's a nice feature. But yeah, I don't just you don't have to fill out PDFs very often anymore. I, I love it. I love that I've always loved that in a Mac I can just press the space bar in any PDF and, and read it, preview it. I don't need to download anything and stuff. And Windows is getting there and stuff too. But the way they do the autofill is pretty genius. I love it because you can take a scan of something with your iPhone and stuff. You can scan a document. And I do that with a lot of stuff like pet vaccination records and stuff just to have them in the cloud. But if you need to fill that stuff out, it doesn't need to be a PDF with a fill-in form. It's it's using AI and scanning the document and then and and seeing what they ask for and then filling in that info. That's amazing to me. Because now you can do it on scans and all this other stuff that's not like a dynamic PDF form with entry level entry spots and stuff, but that's not a Sonoma thing. That's a all the platforms thing. The iPad does it. The the iPhone does it. I mean, it is a Sonoma thing. Yeah, but it's not just like a Sonoma. Eighty eighty percent of the new stuff isn't isn't new. Maybe even like ninety percent. Like you said, the video conferencing stuff is the is the main thing. And even that, like, like that's not something you're going to use that often. Like who who's going to be reacting with their hands to make AR things behind there? No one's doing that. <laughs> but we um so I I got a a message from a reader a couple of days ago about um iOS 17 and how it seems like Apple is kind of running out of ideas and maybe but it's more like that you know they've been doing this stuff iOS 17 iOS how many years of macOS 30 30 something like we're reaching the end of the uh, end of the line where every year isn't and really can't be like this breakthrough stuff like it has everything we need and want it to have yeah these are extremely mature markets and it's going to be it's going to be years between breakthrough features they'll come now reality eventually. reality pro uh, whatever it's called vision os that's a different story that's 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 new and that'll that'll be the thing where all the innovation is now but yeah it, like mac os is like a rock solid very mature OS and you know these are the kind of things that will make it a tiny bit better like like the password sharing thing like that's cool but that's also on on everything now like I can I can send a pet like I hate like you know I share some things with my parents in in New York and they're like hey can you send me your blob I'm like no <laughs> like call me and I'll tell it to you I'm like I'm not texting you my password but so so this is like a secure way to do that, which is cool. And you know, maybe a couple of years too late, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that all these things that we saw in the iPhone or iPad parts of the demos and stuff are also coming to macOS. That's good that they're not gonna we're not gonna go like, well, how come we can't get our stickers on the Mac or what you know? It, it's just not exciting, I guess I'd say. Which is which, right. which is we, which we expected. We expected that half the time. Exciting new features just kind of go unused by the general public. Anyway, they don't know how to discover it, 
or use it. It's not something they're going to do every day. And making a small tweak to the thing they do every day that makes it a little nicer is going to be much more appreciated. There is one more Mac thing that uh, we could discuss, and that's the new Mac Pro. We haven't seen it, and I don't think I've – I haven't seen reviews of it. No. Not a, well, here, here's my thought on that. Like, what does Apple benefit by giving someone this machine to review? All they're going to do is criticize it. The Mac Studio, you'll get praise for. But this is like, well, yeah, it's a Mac Studio for twice the money, three times the money, and doesn't really bring much else. So, you know, uh, the, the Mac Pro technically ships today. Now, because of the, the way it's built, you're not getting it to like the 22nd. But uh, based on the, the, the news release, it says Mac Studio and Mac Pro available or today and will begin shipping Tuesday, June 13th. So Okay. So it was a conscious decision not to have reviewers review it, I would, I would think. Yeah, or not the usual suspects. It needs to be said that like compared to the Intel version, you can't upgrade the GPU. You can't upgrade RAM. You can add a PCIe and there's a SSD isn't there like storage a card. There's but, less RAM at the high end that you can get as well, I think. I don't remember what what the top was, but I think it was it was more than one ninety two, but I, I might be wrong about that. It also started at two hundred fifty six gigabytes of storage, so you get four times the storage now. And and twice the RAM. So there's that. Yeah, it's it's in a weird place where the starting price is higher than the old Max, the Intel Max Studio was, but you get but you get more, and the Max price is much lower. Like maxing out the old Intel Max Studio was crazy expensive. Yeah, it was like like fifty thousand dollars plus. So just quick, the um the memory on the old one you can get up to one point five terabytes of memory or put and now you can only do 192 gigabytes which should be plenty i don't know who needs 1.5 terabytes is 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 insanity but it it but it did support it now it doesn't and i, I don't know what it cost but it was probably like $25,000 or something <laughs> but even a sort of 10 grand upgraded version you get a lot more in the current version than you did in the old yeah. Mac Studio. You, you just except now you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it. So it really is specifically for people who have um the need for like I I do audio I do A V editing in a studio for a live TV program and I have a PCIe A V interface card that interfaces with all of our, you know soundboard and our the video cameras down in the studio and everything and i need to plug that into my system i can't i can't thunderbolt that right that's who that's who it's for it's like guys like that it's very very small market uh, everyone else get a mac studio yeah i mean literally that's like the market because you can only do uh, av slots and networking slots and storage so storage okay fine I mean, you can just get a Thunderbolt cable and get an external drive, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, networking, you get two gigabit slots or ten gigabit slots, so there's probably not a ton of a ton need for that. So really, it's it's the AV stuff. The people who need more networking than you already get in a Mac Studio, 
Sure, but you get a lot, you know, it's a lot of bandwidth there. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that the people who need a different networking than what you get in a Mac studio are people who connect to an optical interface, right? And that's, and that's audio or video production people. (laughs) The people who need more than eight terabytes of storage or, yeah, it's what is it? Eight terabytes. Eight terabytes. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a Mac studio, um, is, uh, high-end audio and video production people <laughs> and the people who need an interface that you can't get. It's it's just it. That's it. It's high-end pro audio and video production people who have a studio with like an interface and optical uh, networking and stuff. You know, that's it. Or I guess if you already have like a, a whole thing set up with Mac Pros and you just want to easily swap it out with a new one. And you don't want to deal with like the Mac Studio that doesn't fit in whatever rack you have or whatever setup you have, and you can just like do like literally replace an old one with a new one, I guess. Or you really want your Mac to have wheels, I guess is another thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, those wheels actually went up one dollar. What? They were they were three ninety nine before. That's funny. Yeah, but now they're just a straight four hundred dollars. They were three ninety nine before, six ninety nine aftermarket. yeah yeah and as far as i know there was never like i thought somebody would come out come up with like like accessories for the wheels yeah or well third party wheels is one thing but like accessories for the wheels like lights and i I don't think they that exists like awesome hubcaps yeah right spinners (laughs) that'd be amazing That does it for this episode of the Macro Podcast, episode 845. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macro Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.